Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Now, Maddie, when Andrew Voss started his breakfast program, 1170 SEN, uh, he went to the top. He went to ScoMo and Albo. We're going to the top of the Illawarra. We're going to Gordo. The Lord Mayor, Gordon Bradbury, OAM. Good morning to you and welcome to Saturdays in the Gong. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Good to hear you. And uh, consider the top of the Illawarra to you too. Okay. Yeah. Top of the food chain. Absolutely, Gordon Bradbury. You're the top of the food chain. Now, Lord Mayor, you're seeking your <laughs> third stint as Mayor. What is it about the role that makes you want to come back for a third crack as Wollongong Lord Mayor? Well, for a start, after 10 years, I think I know what I'm doing and I've got my head around the full dimensions of everything that goes on, not only in Wollongong, but the Illawarra. I also chair the Joint Organisation of Councils for the Illawarra and Shellhaven. So, yeah, I've got a bit of an idea of how it all works these days. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting gig. Uh, you've got the responsibility of sharing a limited budget uh, with all the expectations of the community, but at the same time doing it, I, I think, with good governance and probity and getting your head around uh, the real needs of the community and addressing them. Yes, Lord Mayor. I, it's, it, it is phenomenal that it's been 10 years. I, I couldn't believe that when I read that the other day. And I was, it, it has been a challenging time, of, of course, when you first started in the space and now to see where we are, obviously, through COVID and with the boom of the Illawarra as far as real estate goes, which we heard from one agency just then. So mm. what, what mm. are the challenges you see moving forward um, and, and that you're going to be fighting for in your, in your tenure to be the Lord Mayor moving forward? Well, at this stage, it's it's... Uh, on the same proje- uh, trajectory and as much that we uh, you know, have around about 80% of our income that is at council you know, comes from the ratepayers through rates, fees and charges so that's, that's a, ch- a challenge and a, and a turnover around about $325-$330 million a year and you're servicing an asset base of hmm, around about uh, $2.7 billion. So it is a bit of a challenge trying to meet all those expectations, keeping up the standard of uh, renewal of your assets as well as bringing in new, uh, new assets for the uh, benefit of the community. But it, it's a city of diverse sporting interests, which is really interesting in as much that oh, I think we cover all bases down here, if I can use the baseball term, but yes. uh, keeping those assets up to a higher standard and also, especially with women's sport now uh, being a larger component of our attention, I think those priorities need to uh, be uplifted as well in terms of uh, better facilities for uh, girls and women to participate in sport more. And uh, at the same time, yeah, it's it's a real challenge. Uh, we've got a you know over 400 odd parks and and playgrounds and all those sorts of things throughout the city. A lot of green space. But also Wollongong is in a unique location. We're in the Goldilocks spot in as much that we're close enough to Sydney for the opportunities as yet far enough away to uh, create a sort of uh, still a rural, a regional lifestyle. 
So it's balancing that act and uh, servicing our beautiful coastline. You know, we've got 17 patrol beaches, all that uh, that involves as well. And one of, we're one of the very few councils that still has free uh, pools and uh, making that available for our community and being equitable in terms of allowing everyone to participate, those with uh, and without resources. So, yeah, there's lots of challenges, but at the same time, keeping the council focused I don't want a council that is politically led. I want a council that is focused upon the needs of the people of Wollongong. Those figures you mentioned, those millions and billions of dollars, a bit more than went in the church plate when you were a uniting church minister. Why did you leave that role and go into local politics? Divine intervention. You thought you had the big fella on side. <laughs> Mate, I was expected to work miracles in the church, but in the, even this, this gig, it is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's multiplied many times over. Look, I think it just comes back to a an attitude. If you don't have the money, you don't can't spend it. Uh, you've got to look after your assets, and whether it be a household, a church, or a community, uh, good ma- financial management is the way to go. And the stability of council has attracted a lot of vets, investment into the city and the region. And the, uh, yeah, the sign has been put up. Wollongong is a place where you can do business and a good council, a stable council and well-run uh, community. So those sorts of uh, indicators are out there and investment is coming our way. So I think in that respect, we're plugged into a flow of funds that has meant Wollongong has prospered. And not only that, of course, our steel industry, our university, our TAFE sector, our community and uh, welfare sector are all integrated in a way that we've got a local economy that is really going places and uh, a standard of living that I think will be the envy and is the envy of many. We want to see Wollongong continue to prosper. We want to see sport in the Illawarra continue to grow and diversify. I know that you'll have that centre of mind as you contest these government elections next month. Gordon Bradbury, Lord Mayor of Wollongong, thank you for your time on the first ever Saturday in the Gong. Thanks, mate, and, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Matt 1 and Matt 2. Okay, see you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. One with one T, one with two T's. Best of luck, it's always Gordon. good for a joke, the Lord Mayor, but we, we didn't go there today because it's only a two-hour show and he normally needs two and a half hours <laughs> to get through that joke. Fantastic fellow, Gordon Bradbury. Thank you for being on Saturdays in the Gong and Break. And then we're back with Luke Wilkshire, the golden era socceroo, now working with the Wollongong Wolves. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. The Bensley program returns Monday with a full wrap of the weekend's features. Newcastle, Cranbourne, Brisbane and Perth. Plus the latest racing news like trainer Peter Moody on his new horse, Spanish Mission. He's a great European acquisition for the stables. He's found his way to my yard, which I'm certainly uh, very grateful and humbled by. Bensley, live Monday to Thursday mornings on SEN Track for Pazload Tools. Only Pazload have been number one since 1986. Planning your next adventure? Ensure a smooth, comfortable ride for even the littlest of passengers with help from the team at Wollongong City Hyundai. If extra space ticks your boxes, then check out their most spacious SUV ever, the Palisade. 
packed with the latest technology like satellite navigation and driver talk intercom, plus with both seven and eight seats available, no one's left behind. Make sure you're ready for the journey with the team at Wollongong City Hyundai. DL8686. Bet Deluxe Spring Racing is here. The new home for your online punting charges into the Spring Racing Carnival. So make sure you log in to your betdeluxe.com.au accounts to check out all your comprehensive markets on thoroughbreds, greyhounds and harness racing. And make sure you download the brand new Bet Deluxe app for a fresh start with plenty of extra value, great odds, quick form, speed maps and much more. Bet Deluxe Spring Racing is here. Gamble responsibly. If gambling becomes an issue, call 1-800-858-858. New Zealand Bloodstock's ready-to-run sale is the undisputed source of winning two-year-old sale graduates. Cementing itself as the number one sale of its kind, NZB Ready to Run graduates have claimed 20 Group 1 races and 133 stakes wins in the last six seasons. With extended breeze-up footage, phone and online bidding services and agents available to inspect horses on site... NZB's ready-to-run sale will take place 17th and 18th November. New Zealand Bloodstock, where winning begins. Hello, home buyers. Greg Alexander here. Buying property is more competitive than ever. So if you're tired of missing out on the properties you want, take a new approach with UPIN. The UPIN property app gives you back the buying power. Pin the property you want and ensure you never miss out knowing on when the property is listed for sale, be it privately or through an agent. UPIN property is available online and via the app. Dream it. Find it, you pin it. You pin property. That's Y O U P I N, you pin. It's Laurie Daly here. Want to join me and own part of New South Wales' newest team? It's not the Blues, but you can own the New South Wales Tycoons, a six horse racing team. We've already had a winner, the Sherpa. Now, our five other horses are ready to follow in its hooves and give you the thrill of cheering home a horse that you actually own. Spring into racehorse ownership and own your share of six horses for just $200. Go to trl.net and join today. The Racing League, it's guaranteed thrills. Welcome to the Temple of Dry, where you will free yourself of complication and learn to be like the beer. Like Carlton Dry, you must be smooth. You must strip away all bitterness and strip away all... Strip away all clothing! Um, no, it is not that kind of temple. The beer is smooth. The beer is never bitter. Be like the beer. Carlton Drive. 18 plus, drink responsibly. And get dressed, Martin. Hi, it's Jason Bonington. Every weekday morning, join me for Trot's Life right here on SEN Track. We've got everything covered in the world of harness racing, from the Monday Metrospective to the Tuesday Tutorial, Wednesdays with Wombat, through to the Friday Form Panel with Nikita Ross. If it's happening in harness racing, you'll hear about it on Trot's Life. For Garrard's Horse and Hound, stocking the largest range at the best prices. Visit horseandhound.com.au. Trot's Life, weekdays on SEN Track. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. Matt Russell and Matt Campbell with you. Thanks to Paul Wakeling Automotive, Impact Garage Doors, One Agency and Wollongong Golf Club. Matty, let's bring in a man who we saw on our television during the week as part of the Network 10 coverage of the Socceroos and their triumphant return to Australian soil. He was a golden era Socceroo and, of course, started and finished his career right here in the Illawarra. Luke Wilkshire, welcome to Saturdays in the Gong. Welcome, Luke. G'day, fellas. How are we? All right, mate. What did you think of uh, the Socceroos game the other night? No goals, but at least they're back, and at least we're still in the top two in that group. 
Yeah, 100%. Look, I thought it was a, a good performance. It was a positive performance. Uh, naturally disappointed not to, to get the win. Um, and the game had pretty much everything but goals. But um, overall, I think it was, a, it was positive and we, we move on and we need to beat China. Luke, I thought you were the best-looking coach in world football until I saw the Saudi coach. <laughs> Stylish little bloke, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, I tell you what, there was a few comments there, actually. I think um, Mark Milligan said he, his wife had sent, sent him some pictures about, about that. He was, uh, he was pretty suave, the old Frenchman, wasn't he? I said he could be the next James Bond. He cut quite the figure. So next up for the Socceroos, it's China on Tuesday. We'll see that in the early hours. Um, Australia should be expected to win that. Am I right in thinking that it's the game against Japan that will be crucial for Australia's World Cup direct qualifying hopes? Uh, look, I, I don't think it's um, that straightforward. Look, China's, China's tough. They've, they've just had a good result against Oman, 1-1. Um, you know, so look, it's going to be one game at a time. I'm sure that's going to be, you know, Arnie's message to the boys that we need to go and make sure we get the three points against China. Uh, well, for each sure, one of these I games, like I said. Yep. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. I think in today's sporting landscape across all different sports, you can't take anyone lightly, and that's obviously been shown. And, you know, China is such a powerhouse outside of uh, sport. You know, you've got to figure that at some stage they're going to come good across all the multiple avenues. Now, have they got guys that are at that real professional level, um, Luke? You know, have they broken into that top tier? Yeah, look, the, the sort of money that, that's been now in the Chinese Super League, it's, um, they've really invested heavily in their football there. Um, like I said, they'll be disappointed with where they are um, in the group. Uh, like I said, their expectation is to try and qualify. Um, you know, and they've got... I mean, they've naturalised some Brazilian players and things like that to, to improve their national team. So, you know, they're, they're on the up. Luke, we're lucky to have you back in this region. As I mentioned, an Albion Park junior. You started at the Wolves, went to England, played through Europe, Russia, Holland, just a couple of countries. Back to Sydney FC and then back to the Wolves as a player and now their coach. And you've taken them to the FFA Cup round of 16 for the first time. How exciting is that for the club to be in the last 16 of the FFA Cup? Yeah, it is. It's very exciting. Um, we were in, in the 32 and we had to wait a while for it with COVID, but we were able to, a short turnaround, but play that game and get through for the first time in the club's history. So it gives the boys some, a way to finish this year off on a positive note on the football pitch. And we're excited about that and to, to look to try and progress to the round of eight. Yeah, so what's next for you now? Like, what, what happens now with you, Luke? Where, where, are they headed, where are they headed from that point of view and how do you keep them motivated in that little stint? Yeah, well, the squad's relatively new. I've got some new faces in. Um, obviously, we only had four weeks to prepare for that game, and we're trying to get them up to their, their full fitness levels, which is tough without blowing them out, uh, without a proper pre-season. But, you know, the draw's on Monday uh, to see who we'll have next, and then we'll, I guess we'll have a little bit more of a, an idea of something to work towards. So at the moment, it's, it's a case of keeping them ticking over. We had an in-house game this morning, um, which I was very happy with. The boys all got 80 minutes in the legs and no injuries, so I'm very happy with that. Is yeah. this your third or fourth year as uh, Wolves head coach, Luke? Yeah, this will go into my fourth year. Uh, time flies. But what, what, what's being the gaffer like compared to being the player? You've played, as I mentioned, around the world under numerous coaches. Can anything prepare you for life as a coach? No, I don't think so. I think I've got a lot more respect <laughs> for my, my coaches than I did have over the years because, you know, it is, it is very different. Um, you know, you've you got to... You know, you're not just looking after yourself now and you take a lot of things home and there's a lot, lot more work that goes into it than, than you realise. So, you know, but I'm, I'm enjoying that challenge. I'm enjoying the main management side of things. 
um, you know, on the cultural side of things, which I think we have very good at the long walls. Yeah, is, is that your development? I think, Luke, I mean, I've obviously followed you when you've been back involved with the Wolves and that I see you on the sideline. You, you ride every kick, you ride every, you know, call and, and bits and pieces as if you were a player. Is that the development from your point of view, being able to control your emotions, um, keep a level head in that space and, and sort of give the confidence through to your group to that, that, you know, obviously they do the work off the field and at training. Um, when it comes to games, being able to give them that confidence to get them just calm and being able to get the results you need. Yeah, I do, and it is especially probably the first year, and you, you know the emotions are very high, and um, you sort of as you go along, you start to be able to control them a lot better, and you get you know we we work during the week, and like you said there, you touched on training, and so game day is for me, I call it it's their show day. That's when they're showing everyone um, what we've been working on, how good we are as a group. Um, so I try and leave them as much as possible to themselves on game day, little bits of information, but all the work's been done, all the preparation's been done, um, and then it's over to them. Luke, it's an exciting time for football. The Phoenix men and women are here before their A-League campaigns. Uh, we've got the A-League as a whole about to get going again. You've mentioned the Wollongong Wolves and what they're doing and about to, to launch into, plus these World Cup qualifiers, so plenty happening. One of my highlights at Wynn Television during my time there was covering the Wolves and that championship under Nick Theodorakopoulos, the penalty shootout in Perth and the, the celebrations afterwards and if you can use this show Saturdays in the gong to promote the Wolves in any way will you come on and, and make sure you use this show like we use the Wolves for entertainment etc etc yeah no problem my pleasure <laughs> good on you Luke thanks for joining us this morning we're up and running Saturdays in the gong good luck with the Wolves and we'll talk soon cheers fellas have a good day thanks Luke Stay with us. We're almost at the finish line. The golfers are coming back from their uh, five under par totals and we look forward to chatting to them. But after the break, we're going to a young talent in Illawarra sport. And guess what? He's on two wheels and he flies. We'll tell you more in a moment. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. Another memorable moment on SEN Track. SEN Track's headline expert, David Taggart, is a winner of six Group 1 races and fronts the trackside coverage throughout the week. He can tip a winner anywhere in the country, including out at Mornington. Agent of Mayhem, get eight bucks. He's the each way play, isn't he? When Agent of Mayhem came through for the win, the little man went bang. Find the line! Find the line! Go on! Go on, racer! SEN Track, the new sound of chasing, pacing and racing. Some same-game multis decrease the odds on certain legs, reducing your potential returns. But with Top Sports Same-Game Multi, you'll get the most competitive multiple for every leg, so you actually win what you're expecting to win. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. Uh, Spring racing. How good is it? Friends, fun, drinks, frocks, dodgy tips, big wins, it's a roller coaster. There's nothing like it, right? Well, what if you own the racehorses? Take your racing experience to the next level and celebrate Spring Carnival as an owner. Join me, Laurie Daly, and the New South Wales Tycoons, a six horse racing team, and own your share for just $200. Go to trl.net and spring into racehorse ownership today. The Racing League, it's guaranteed thrills. Mental health needs to be made a priority in the workplace. Mental Health Movement are an Australian leader in developing and maintaining mentally healthy and supportive workplaces. 
No matter your industry, size or workforce demographic, Mental Health Movement can tailor support to your needs. From a one-hour workshop to a multi-year mental health strategy, the team have you covered. Make the mental health of your people a priority today. Visit mentalhealthmovement.com.au It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. All while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au It's Kembla Grange Racecourse's biggest day of racing. Featuring the $1 million Tab Gong Saturday, November 20. Amidst all the live racing action, there's bars, food trucks, live entertainment and the always popular fashions on the field. Plus, general admission includes access to Tab's Little Gong Precinct. Kembla Grange Racecourse's biggest day of racing, November 20. Get your tickets at Mosh Ticks or learn more at kemblagrangeracing.com.au. Valid vaccination certificate required on arrival. Planning your next adventure? Ensure a smooth, comfortable ride for even the littlest of passengers with help from the team at Wollongong City Hyundai. If extra space ticks your boxes, then check out their most spacious SUV ever, the Palisade. Packed with the latest technology like satellite navigation and driver talk intercom, plus with both seven and eight seats available, no one's left behind. Make sure you're ready for the journey with the team at Wollongong City Hyundai. DL8686. Another memorable moment on SEN track. Campbell Brown was unstoppable at Tamworth. He'd backed countless winners all day. And when Discomposed got over the line, the lid came off. Look at it, get past it. Keep extending. You have race experience over some of these muppets. And this is going to be another winner at a massive price. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep the walls coming. Yeah! SEN track. The new sound of chasing, pacing and racing. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN track. The SEN track team. Firing up for another big Saturday on SEN around the country. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong. Matt Russell alongside Matt Campbell. And the great thing about doing these outside broadcasts, Matty, is you can get people walking over, shaking your hand, saying good day. And you just had John Scott come over, who's done a lot for sport in this region, particularly when it comes to basketball and the Illawarra Hawks in the NBL. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Johnny Scott, one of the original uh, founding members of the Illawarra Hawks, as it was back in the day, did a lot of work uh, behind the scenes to make sure that we had a a national sporting team here in the Illawarra. And 79, yeah. Yeah, put so many years in there. And um, it's funny that back in those days when they first come on board, they actually had to put up their houses as guarantee <laughs> or guarantors for the team. So, you know, what they did back in those days to, to make sure the Illawarra Hawks had a NBL team um, was phenomenal. And it's good to see Johnny out on the green at the moment, uh, getting ready to tee off, uh, giving us a wave over there. So, you know, it, it's just, you know, this is the Illawarra. That's what happens. You know, we've got great people who have sacrificed yeah. all the way through to make sure that, um, you know, the Illawarra has got great sporting people. Well, you've done similar work in the community to make sure the Hawks stay alive and to give to the community that you've called home now for 20 plus years. And your current work involves you dealing with a youngster, a 13-year-old who might just become a household name in yeah, this region absolutely. in years to come. Yeah, Marcus the Hammer. 
uh, Hammond is uh, a young motorbike rider who's uh, gracing our presence at the moment. We will be on, on this call. But, you know, to think at 13, this guy's out there on a motorbike doing close to 200 kilometres an hour. Um, when we welcome him to the show. Marcus, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? I'm going well, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, I was talking to Matty Russell e- earlier today about, you know, some of the things that entail of, uh, of being a moto rider. Um, explain what the week was like and, and, and what a track day is when you have to go out there on that bike and how fast you go. So um, what I do at track days is we go, like, um, so we go to different tracks like uh, Wakefield in Canberra. And um, so what we do, like, we go to mixed conditions so there can be dry weather and wet weather. And so you have slick tyres and wet tyres. Of course, the slick tyres are for the dry. And so, Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and um, when we go out, we go do normally 15 minutes per session. And there's normally about five to six sessions per day. And um, so we all, like, go at different speeds, of course, but um, I, like, um, average top speed around about 150 k's. Hang on, Marcus, just stop there. You're 13 years of age and you're telling us you go about 150 k's. How fast have you gone? What's your record? My record is 180 180 k's on a bike, and you're 13 years of age. Don't don't you suffer from fear? Don't you get frightened? Oh, it is a bit frightening when you're on the bike, but um, <laughs> you normally get used to it once you go up onto the bigger bikes and stuff like that. So. I'll take your word for it. I, I reckon listeners will have to take <laughs> your word for it too. If you're listening to this, driving along, to slow down a little bit now, Marcus. I believe that one of your heroes is calling it quits this weekend. Valentino Rossi, the Italian, who's 42 years of age, a nine-time world champion in the uh, MotoGP class. Of course, he started in a 500cc, as it was called at the time. When he started racing, you weren't even born. So why do you like Valentino Rossi? Um, well, he's just a really, really good rider, and he, um, he's got a really good personality and the way his riding style is is so smooth and it's, like, impeccable. Indeed. That's why he has 115 race wins, 235 podiums, nine-time world champ, Marcus, and he's having his final race at Valencia. You're going to be sad watching him race for the final time? I am, and I'm sure that a lot of his fans will be as well. <laughs> Do you like Remy Gardner, Wayne Gardner's son, who has strong links with this part of the world as well? Yes, and yeah, he's um, from Wollongong as well, which is pretty cool tonight as well. He and Jack Miller very fast overnight, so you're following in their footsteps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's really, really fast. He went really fast this weekend at Valencia, which was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to watch that race on the weekend. And, it, and it's good, Marcus, having your dad owning the Moto City there it obviously helps in that part to be able to get your motorbikes and your parts and bits and pieces. So I'm sure he looks after you every time when you need something. Hopefully you don't drop the bike too many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Marcus, yeah, thanks very much for joining us this morning. We, we've got to go to the news, but we will talk to you again, my friend. Uh, stay safe, ride well, and you're an impressive young man. Well done. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us.
What a wonderful way to wrap up our first show. Maddie Campbell, thank you for being part of Saturday's In the Gong. I'm Matt Russell, Wollongong Golf Club, Impact Garage Doors, One Agency, and of course, Paul Wakeling Automotive. Now, Maddie, when Andrew Voss started his breakfast program, 1170 SEN, uh, he went to the top. He went to ScoMo and Albo. We're going to the top of the Illawarra. We're going to Gordo. The Lord Mayor, Gordon Bradbury, OAM, good morning to you and welcome to Saturdays in the Gong. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> good to hear you. And uh, consider the top of the Illawarra to you too. Okay. Yeah. Top of the food chain. Absolutely, Gordon Bradbury. You're the top of the food chain. Now, Lord Mayor, you're seeking your <laughs> third stint as Mayor. What is it about the role that makes you want to come back for a third crack as Wollongong Lord Mayor? Well, for a start, after 10 years, I think I know what I'm doing and I've got my head around the full dimensions of everything that goes on, not only in Wollongong, but the Illawarra. I also chair the Joint Organisation of Councils for the Illawarra and Shellhaven. So, yeah, I've got a bit of an idea of how it all works these days. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting gig. Uh, you've got the responsibility of sharing a limited budget uh, with all the expectations of the community, but at the same time doing it, I, I think, with good governance and probity and getting your head around uh, the real needs of the community and addressing them. Yes, Lord Mayor. I, it's, it, it is phenomenal that it's been 10 years. I, I couldn't believe that when I read that the other day. And I was, it, it has been a challenging time, of course, when you first started in the space and now to see where we are, obviously, through COVID and with the boom of the Illawarra as far as real estate goes, which we heard from one agency just then. So mm. what, what mm. are the challenges you see moving forward um, and, and that you're going to be fighting for in your, in your tenure to be the Lord Mayor moving forward? Well, at this stage, it's it's... Uh, on the same proje- uh, trajectory and as much that we, uh, you know, have around about 80% of our income that is at council uh, comes from the ratepayers through rates, fees and charges. So that's, that's a, ch- a challenge and a, and a turnover around about $325-$330 million a year and you're servicing an asset base of hmm, around about uh, $2.7 billion. So it is a bit of a challenge trying to meet all those expectations, keeping up the standard of uh, renewal of your assets as well as bringing in new uh, new assets for the uh, benefit of the community. But it, it's a city of diverse sporting interests, which is really interesting in as much that oh, I think we cover all bases down here, if I can use the baseball term, but uh, keeping those assets up to a higher standard and also, especially with women's sport now, but, uh, being a larger component of our attention, I think those priorities need to uh, be uplifted as well in terms of uh, better facilities for uh, girls and women to participate in sport more. And uh, at the same time, yeah, it's it's uh, a real challenge. Uh, we've got a, you know, over 400-odd parks and, and playgrounds and all those sorts of things throughout the city, a lot of green space. But also Wollongong is in a unique location. We're in the Goldilocks spot in as much that we're close enough to Sydney for the opportunities as yet far enough away to uh, create a sort of uh, still a rural, a regional lifestyle. So it's balancing that act and uh, servicing our beautiful coastline. You know, we've got 17 patrol beaches, all that uh, that involves as well. And one of, we're one of the very few councils that still has free uh, pools and uh, making that available for our community and being equitable in terms of allowing everyone to participate, those with uh, and without resources. So, yeah, there's lots of challenges, but at the same time, keeping the council focused 
I don't want a council that is politically led. I want a council that is focused upon the needs of the people of Wollongong. Those figures you mentioned, those millions and billions of dollars, a bit more than went in the church plate when you were a uniting church minister. Why did you leave that <laughs> role and go into local politics? Divine intervention. You thought you had the big fella on side. <laughs> Mate, I was expected to work miracles in the church, but in the, even this, this gig, it is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's multiplied many times over. Look, I think it just comes back to a, an attitude if you don't have the money, you don't, can't spend it. Uh, you've got to look after your assets, and whether it be a household, a church, or a community, uh, good ma- financial management is the way to go. And the stability of council has attracted a lot of vets- investment into the city and the region. And the, uh, yeah, the sign has been put up. Wollongong is a place where you can do business and a good council, a stable council, and well-run uh, community. So those sorts of uh, indicators are out there and investment is coming our way. So I think in that respect, we're plugged into a flow of funds that has meant Wollongong has prospered. And not only that, of course, our steel industry, our university, our TAFE sector, our community and uh, welfare sector are all integrated in a way that we've got a local economy that is really going places and uh, a standard of living that I think will be the envy and is the envy of many. We want to see Wollongong continue to prosper. We want to see sport in the Illawarra continue to grow and diversify. I know that you'll have that centre of mind as you contest these government elections next month. Gordon Bradbury, Lord Mayor of Wollongong, thank you for your time on the first ever Saturday in the Gong. Thanks, mate, and, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Matt one and Matt two. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. One with one T, one with two T's. Best of it's luck, always Gordon. good for a joke, the Lord Mayor, but we, we didn't go there today because it's only a two-hour show. He normally needs two and a half hours <laughs> to get through that joke. Fantastic fellow, Gordon Bradbury. Thank you for being on Saturdays in the Gong and Break. And then we're back with Luke Wilkshire, the golden era socceroo, now working with the Wollongong Wolves. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. The Bensley program returns Monday with a full wrap of the weekend's features. Newcastle, Cranbourne, Brisbane and Perth. Plus the latest racing news like trainer Peter Moody on his new horse, Spanish Mission. He's a great European acquisition for the stables. He's found his way to my yard, which I'm certainly uh, very grateful and humbled by. Bensley, live Monday to Thursday mornings on SEN Track for Pazload Tools. Only Pazload have been number one since 1986. Planning your next adventure? Ensure a smooth, comfortable ride for even the littlest of passengers with help from the team at Wollongong City Hyundai. If extra space ticks your boxes, then check out their most spacious SUV ever, the Palisade. Packed with the latest technology like satellite navigation and driver talk intercom, plus with both seven and eight seats available, no one's left behind. Make sure you're ready for the journey with the team at Wollongong City Hyundai. DL8686. Bet Deluxe Spring Racing is here. The new home for your online punting charges into the Spring Racing Carnival. So make sure you log in to your betdeluxe.com.au accounts to check out all your comprehensive markets on thoroughbreds, greyhounds and harness racing. And make sure you download the brand new Bet Deluxe app for a fresh start with plenty of extra value. Great odds. 
quick form, speed maps, and much more. Bet Deluxe Spring Racing is here. Gamble responsibly. If gambling becomes an issue, call 1-800-858-858. New Zealand Bloodstock's ready-to-run sale is the undisputed source of winning two-year-old sale graduates. Cementing itself as the number one sale of its kind, NZB Ready to Run graduates have claimed 20 Group 1 races and 133 stakes wins in the last six seasons. With extended breeze-up footage, phone and online bidding services and agents available to inspect horses on site... NZB's Ready to Run sale will take place 17th and 18th November. New Zealand Bloodstock, where winning begins. Hello home buyers, Greg Alexander here. Buying property is more competitive than ever. So if you're tired of missing out on the properties you want, take a new approach with UPIN. The UPIN property app gives you back the buying power. Pin the property you want and ensure you never miss out knowing on when the property is listed for sale, be it privately or through an agent. UPIN property is available online and via the app. Dream it, find it, you pin it. You pin property. That's Y-O-U-P-I-N, you pin. It's Laurie Daly here. Want to join me and own part of New South Wales' newest team? It's not the Blues, but you can own the New South Wales Tycoons, a six-horse racing team. We've already had a winner, the Sherpa. Now our five other horses are ready to follow in its hooves and give you the thrill of cheering home a horse that you actually own. Spring into racehorse ownership and own your share of six horses for just $200. Go to trl.net and join today. The Racing League, it's guaranteed thrills. Welcome to the Temple of Dry, where you will free yourself of complication and learn to be like the beer. Like Carlton Dry, you must be smooth. You must strip away all bitterness and strip away all... Strip away all clothing! Um, no, it is not that kind of temple. The beer is smooth. The beer is never bitter. Be like the beer. Carlton Drive. 18 plus, drink responsibly. And get dressed, Martin. Hi, it's Jason Bonington. Every weekday morning, join me for Trot's Life right here on SEN Track. We've got everything covered in the world of harness racing, from the Monday Metrospective to the Tuesday Tutorial, Wednesdays with Wombat, through to the Friday Form Panel with Nikita Ross. If it's happening in harness racing, you'll hear about it on Trot's Life. For Garrard's Horse and Hound, stocking the largest range at the best prices. Visit horseandhound.com.au. Trot's Life, weekdays on SEN Track. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. Matt Russell and Matt Campbell with you. Thanks to Paul Wakeling Automotive, Impact Garage Doors, One Agency and Wollongong Golf Club. Matty, let's bring in a man who we saw on our television during the week as part of the Network 10 coverage of the Socceroos and their triumphant return to Australian soil. He was a golden era Socceroo and, of course, started and finished his career right here in the Illawarra. Luke Wilkshire, welcome to Saturdays in the Gong. Welcome, Luke. G'day, fellas. How are we? All right, mate. What did you think of uh, the Socceroos game the other night? No goals, but at least they're back, and at least we're still in the top two in that group. Yeah, 100%. Look, I thought it was a, a good performance. It was a positive performance. Naturally uh, disappointed not to, to get the win. Um, and the game had pretty much everything but goals. But um, overall, I think it was, a, it was positive, and we, we move on, and we need to beat China. Luke, I thought you were the best-looking coach in world football until I saw the Saudi coach. Stylish sort of bloke, wasn't he? Oh, I tell you what, there's a few comments there, actually. I think um, Mark Milligan said he, his wife had sent, sent him some pictures about, about that. He was, uh, he was pretty suave, the old Frenchman. 
I said he could be the next James Bond. He cut quite the figure. So next up for the Socceroos, it's China on Tuesday. We'll see that in the early hours. Um, Australia should be expected to win that. Am I right in thinking that it's the game against Japan that will be crucial for Australia's World Cup direct qualifying hopes? Uh, look, I, I don't think it's um, that straightforward. Look, China's, China's tough. They've, they've just had a good result against Oman, 1-1. Um, you know, so look, it's going to be one game at a time. I'm sure that's going to be, you know, Arnie's message to the boys that we need to go and make sure we get the three points against China. Uh, for each one sure, of these games, like I said. Yep. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. I think in today's sporting landscape across all different sports, you can't take anyone lightly, and that's obviously been shown. And, you know, China is such a powerhouse outside of uh, sport. You know, you've got to figure that at some stage they're going to come good across all the multiple avenues. Now, have they got guys that are at that real professional level, um, Luke? You know, have they broken into that top tier? Yeah, look, the, the sort of money that, that's been now in the Chinese Super League, it's, um, they've really invested heavily in their football there. Um, like I said, they'll be disappointed with where they are um, in the group. Uh, like I said, their expectation is to try and qualify. Um, you know, and they've got... I mean, they've naturalised some Brazilian players and things like that to, to improve their national team. So, you know, they're, they're on the up. Luke, we're lucky to have you back in this region. As I mentioned, an Albion Park junior. You started at the Wolves, went to England, played through Europe, Russia, Holland, just a couple of countries. Back to Sydney FC and then back to the Wolves as a player and now their coach. And you've taken them to the FFA Cup round of 16 for the first time. How exciting is that for the club to be in the last 16 of the FFA Cup? Yeah, it is. It's very exciting. Um, We were in, in the 32 and we had to wait a while for it with COVID, but... We were able to, a short turnaround, but play that game and get through for the first time in the club's history. So it gives the boys some, a way to finish this year off on a positive note on the football pitch. And we're excited about that and to, to look to try and progress to the round of eight. Yeah, so what's next for you now? Like, what, what happens now with you, Luke? Where, where, are they headed, where are they headed from that point of view and how do you keep them motivated in that little stint? Yeah, well, the squad's relatively new. I've got some new faces in. Um, obviously, we haven't had four weeks to prepare for that game and we're trying to get them up to their, their full fitness levels which is tough without blowing them out uh, without a proper pre-season but you know the draws on Monday uh, to see who we'll have next and then we'll, I guess we'll have a little bit more of a, an idea of something to work towards so at the moment it's, it's a case of keeping them ticking over we had an in-house game this morning um, which I was very happy with the boys all got 80 minutes in the legs and no injuries so I'm very happy with that Is yeah. this your third or fourth year as uh, Wolves head coach Luke? Yeah, this will go into my fourth year. Uh, time flies. But what, what, what's being the gaffer like compared to being the player? You've played, as I mentioned, around the world under numerous coaches. Can anything prepare you for life as a coach? No, I don't think so. I think I've got a lot more respect for my, <laughs> my coaches than I did have over the years because, you know, it is, it is very different. Um, you know, you you got to, you know, you're not just looking after yourself now and you take a lot of things home and, there's a lot, lot more work that goes into it than, than you realise. So, you know, but I'm, I'm enjoying that challenge. I'm enjoying the main management side of things, um, you know, and the cultural side of things, which I think we have very good at the long walls. Yeah, is, is that your development? I think, Luke, I mean, I've obviously followed you when you've been back involved with the Wolves and I, the, I see you on the sideline. You, you ride every kick, you ride every, you know, call and, and bits and pieces as if you were a player. Is that the development from your point of view, being able to control your emotions, um, keep a level head in that space and, and sort of give the confidence through to your group to that, that, you know, obviously they do the work off the field and at training. Um, when it comes to games, being able to give them that confidence to get them just calm and being able to get the results you need? 
Yeah, I do, and it is especially probably the first year, and you, you know the emotions are very high, and um, you sort of as you go along, you start to be able to control them a lot better, and you get you know we we work during the week, and like you said there, you touched on training, and so game day is for me, I call it it's their show day. That's when they're showing everyone um, what we've been working on, how good we are as a group. Um, so I try and leave them as much as possible to themselves on game day, little bits of information, but all the work's been done, all the preparation's been done, um, and then it's over to them. Luke, it's an exciting time for football. The Phoenix men and women are here before their A-League campaigns. Uh, we've got the A-League as a whole about to get going again. You've mentioned the Wollongong Wolves and what they're doing and about to, to launch into, plus these World Cup qualifiers, so plenty happening. One of my highlights at Wynn Television during my time there was covering the Wolves and that championship under Nick Theodorakopoulos, the penalty shootout in Perth and the, the celebrations afterwards. And if you can use this show, Saturdays in the Gong, to promote the Wolves in any way, will you come on and, and make sure you use this show like we use the Wolves for entertainment, etc., etc.? Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. <laughs> Good on you, Luke. Thanks for joining us this morning. We're up and running Saturdays in the Gong. Good luck with the Wolves, and we'll talk soon. Cheers, fellas. Have a good day. Thanks, Luke. Stay with us. We're almost at the finish line. The golfers are coming back from their uh, five under par totals, and we look forward to chatting to them. But after the break, we're going to a young talent in Illawarra sport, and guess what? He's on two wheels, and he flies. We'll tell you more in a moment. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. Another memorable moment on SEN Track. SEN Track's headline expert, David Taggart, is a winner of six Group 1 races and fronts the trackside coverage throughout the week. He can tip a winner anywhere in the country, including out at Mornington. Agent of Mayhem, get eight bucks. He's each way play, isn't he? When Agent of Mayhem came through for the win, the little man went bang. Find the line! Find the line! Go on! Go on, Razor! SEN Track, the new sound of chasing, pacing and racing. Some same-game multis decrease the odds on certain legs, reducing your potential returns. But with Top Sports Same-Game Multi, you'll get the most competitive multiple for every leg, so you actually win what you're expecting to win. So if you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. Uh, Spring racing. How good is it? Friends, fun, drinks, frocks, dodgy tips, big wins, it's a roller coaster. There's nothing like it, right? Well, what if you own the racehorses? Take your racing experience to the next level and celebrate Spring Carnival as an owner. Join me, Laurie Daly, and the New South Wales Tycoons, a six horse racing team, and own your share for just $200. Go to trl.net and spring into racehorse ownership today. The Racing League, it's guaranteed thrills. Mental health needs to be made a priority in the workplace. Mental Health Movement are an Australian leader in developing and maintaining mentally healthy and supportive workplaces. No matter your industry, size or workforce demographic, Mental Health Movement can tailor support to your needs. From a one-hour workshop to a multi-year mental health strategy, the team have you covered. Make the mental health of your people a priority today. Visit mentalhealthmovement.com.au It's never been more important to buy Australian than right now. Our local manufacturers and growers produce world-class products known for their quality, safety and reliability. 
all while generating local jobs, supporting our communities and helping Australian families now and into the future. So look for the trusted green and gold kangaroo logo. Buy Australian now. Visit australianmade.com.au It's Kembla Grange Racecourse's biggest day of racing. Featuring the $1 million Tab Gong, Saturday, November 20. Amidst all the live racing action, there's bars, food trucks, live entertainment and the always popular fashions on the field. Plus, general admission includes access to Tab's Little Gong Precinct. Kembla Grange Racecourse's biggest day of racing, November 20. Get your tickets at Mosh Ticks or learn more at kemblagrangeracing.com.au. Valid vaccination certificate required on arrival. Planning your next adventure? Ensure a smooth, comfortable ride for even the littlest of passengers with help from the team at Wollongong City Hyundai. If extra space ticks your boxes, then check out their most spacious SUV ever, the Palisade. Packed with the latest technology like satellite navigation and driver talk intercom, plus with both seven and eight seats available, no one's left behind. Make sure you're ready for the journey with the team at Wollongong City Hyundai. DL8686. Another memorable moment on SEN Track. Campbell Brown was unstoppable at Tamworth. He'd backed countless winners all day. And when Discomposed got over the line, the lid came off. Look at it, get past it! Keep extending. You have race experience over some of these Muppets. And this is going to be another winner at a massive price. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep the walls coming. Yeah! SEN Track, the new sound of chasing, pacing and racing. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. The SEN Track team. Firing up for another big Saturday on SEN around the country. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong. Matt Russell alongside Matt Campbell. And the great thing about doing these outside broadcasts, Matt, is you can get people walking over, shaking your hand, saying day. And you just had John Scott come over, who's done a lot for sport in this region, particularly when it comes to basketball and the Illawarra Hawks in the NBL. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Johnny Scott, one of the original uh, founding members of the Illawarra Hawks, as it was back in the day, did a lot of work uh, behind the scenes to make sure that we had a a national sporting team here in the Illawarra. And 79, yeah. Yeah, put so many years in there. And um, it's funny that back in those days when they first come on board, they actually had to put up their houses as guarantee <laughs> or guarantors for the team. So, you know, what they did back in those days to, to make sure the Illawarra Hawks had a NBL team um, was phenomenal. And it's good to see Johnny out on the green at the moment, uh, getting ready to tee off, uh, giving us a wave over there. So, you know, it, it's just, you know, this is the Illawarra. That's what happens. You know, we've got great people who have sacrificed yeah. all the way through to make sure that um, you know the Illawarra has got great sporting people. Well, you've done similar work in the community to make sure the Hawks stay alive and to give to the community that you've called home now for 20-plus years. And your current work involves you dealing with a youngster, a 13-year-old who might just become a household name in yeah, this region absolutely. in years to come. Yeah, Marcus the Hammer. Uh, Hammond is uh, a young motorbike rider who's uh, gracing our presence at the moment where we'll be on, on this call. But, you know, to think at 13, this guy's out there on a motorbike doing close to 200 kilometres an hour. Um, when we welcome him to the show. Marcus, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? I'm going well, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, I was talking to Matty Russell e- earlier today about, you know, some of the things that entail of, uh, of being a moto rider. Um, explain what the week was like and, and, and what a track day is when you have to go out there on that bike and how fast you go. So, um, 
what I do at track days is we go like um so we go to different tracks like uh Wakefield in Canberra and um so what we do like we go to mixed conditions so there can be dry weather and wet weather and so you have slick tires and wet tires of course the slick tires are for the dry and so yeah absolutely yeah yeah, and um, when we go out, we go do normally 15 minutes per session, and there's normally about five to six sessions per day. And um, so we all like go at different speeds, of course, but um, I like um, average top speed around about 150 k's. Hang on, Marcus, just stop there. You're 13 years of age and you're telling us you go about 150k. How fast have you gone? What's your record? My record is 180. 180k's on a bike and you're 13 years of age. Don't don't you suffer from fear? Don't you get frightened? Oh, it is a bit frightening when you're on the bike, but um, <laughs> you normally get used to it once you go up onto the bigger bikes and stuff like that. I'll take your word for it. I reckon listeners will have to take your word for it too if you're listening to this driving along to slow down a little bit. Now, Marcus, I believe that one of your heroes is calling it quits this weekend, Valentino Rossi, the Italian, who's 42 years of age, a nine-time world champion in the uh, MotoGP class. Of course, he started in a 500cc, as it was called at the time. When he started racing, you weren't even born. So why do you like Valentino Rossi? Um, well, he's just a really, really good rider and he, um, he's got a really good personality and the way his riding style is, is so smooth and it's like impeccable. Indeed. That's why he has 115 race wins, 235 podiums, nine time world champ Marcus, and he's having his final race at Valencia. You're going to be sad watching him race for the final time? I am, and I'm sure that a lot of his fans will be as well. <laughs> Do you like Remy Gardner, Wayne Gardner's son, who has strong links with this part of the world as well? Yes, and yeah, he's um, from Wollongong as well, which is pretty cool to know as well. He and Jack Miller very fast overnight, so you're following in their footsteps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's really, really fast. He went really fast this weekend at Valencia, which was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to watch that race on the weekend. And, it, and it's good, Marcus, having your dad owning the Moto City there. It obviously helps in that part to be able to get your motorbikes and your parts and bits and pieces. So I'm sure he looks after you every time when you need something. Hopefully you don't drop the bike too many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, Marcus, thanks very much for joining us this morning. We've got to go to the news, but we will talk to you again, my friend. Uh, Stay safe, ride well, and you're an impressive young man. Well done. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. What a wonderful way to wrap up our first show. Matty Campbell, thank you for being part of Saturdays in the Gong. I'm Matt Russell, Wollongong Golf Club, Impact Garage Doors, One Agency, and, of course, Paul Wakeling Automotive. Has arrived the Palisade. Go and buy three of them, Matty. <laughs> Test drive it at City Motors Hyundai, Impact Garage Doors, 
making an impact in the Illawarra for 20 years as well. One agency, and as I mentioned, Wollongong Golf Club, all on board. Now, a regular part of this show each week will be Matt's Mock. You or I, Matty, will come up with a tip, and it doesn't have to be based on form. It can be a name you like. You can throw a dart and read what's at the end of it, anything. But let's give people out there who want a little tipple or a punt over the weekend something to look at what is Matt's mock for week one of Saturdays in the gong right I'm going to give you some value this week and obviously this is on the punt for people out there listening um, Newcastle have their massive race the hunter today so we're going to go into that uh, that card I'm looking at race number three the TAB highway handicap there's a horse number six called hit the rim <laughs> it is paying $26, so it is uh, definitely going to give you some value out there, punters. But I reckon that it's worth an each-way bet, and it's going to get up today. You didn't hit the rim too often. That's why you have the most three-point makes in Illawarra Hawks history. And the good thing is, it's race three, number six. So we're going up by threes like you did when you were playing and winning for the Hawks. Agreed, agreed. Yes, I was lucky enough to play with the Hawks for 17 years, and I'm here alongside Matty Russell, who's a... <laughs> Outstanding commentator across all aspects and now radio um, where we're sitting at the Wollongong Golf Club looking over the practice uh, putting green and um, we're having a great day here in the gong. Hit the run, $26. I wonder whether there'll be any $26 winners at the Illawarra Turf Club or Kembla Grange next weekend because while the hunter is run today in Newcastle, the million-dollar race. We get our turn next weekend when the gong unfolds again at Kembla Grange, an Illawarra Turf Club life member and CEO. Peter DeVries joins us. Good morning, Pete. How are you, Matt? Very well. Thank you for being part of the first Saturday in the gong. Tell us about what we can expect over the next week, building up to next week's the gong. Is this the third running of the million-dollar gong? This is the third running. The first one was an absolutely massive event because it was prior to COVID, Matt, and we had over 6,000 people here, which is which was quite interesting. Last year, of course, we were restricted in numbers because of COVID. This year, we are, again, restricted to some extent, but, but uh, it, uh, the lifting of some of the restrictions many means that we, we do expect a crowd uh, of four or 5,000 people. Yeah, Pete, that um, was going to be my leading question. It's uh, how, how has it changed and how are you going with you know, all the COVID regulations you have to have in place <clears throat> and the limited amount of people you're going to have there on the day? Well, it, it's been interesting, Matt, but uh, we've learned over the last 18 months how to handle sort of weekly changes in, in restrictions and protocols and so forth. Now, the good thing is, of course, with horse racing is that uh, it's kept going the entire time. It hasn't missed a beat, and that's largely due to you know people in the industry being very careful that they're following the uh, the health orders and the protocols set down by Racing New South Wales. Yeah, and um, what I have noticed over the, the COVID period is that the Kembla Grange itself has, has really lifted as far as the talent that of, of horses and trainers that are coming down consistently throughout the run. So you must be pleased with, with the level of horses and, and racing that you're getting there at the Kembla Grange? Yeah, we had the, the very rare situation where we ran three consecutive Rose Hill meetings uh, at the course, and all and all of them had black type bases on them. So it was really quite interesting that for uh, three consecutive fortnights we uh, we raced with horses that that perhaps normally we wouldn't see at Kembla. But it was an interesting situation. It was, uh, 
again, a way that the industry made sure that, that uh, all the events that needed to be conducted were conducted. Pete, in 2019, Mr Seawolf saluted, ridden by J-Mac, Chris Waller, the trainer. This illustrates the sort of quality that the gong is, is dragging down to the Illawarra. Last year, Arcademus, Jay Ford on board from the Hawk staple. Is it Count de Rupi the favourite this year? And that's a local runner. There's a real uh, hope that the million bucks might stay in the Illawarra. The, uh, we'd certainly hope so. We'd like to get the money down here. The prices have been uh, uh, extraordinarily, uh, or have, have done extraordinarily well, as, as well as Kerry Parker in uh, over the, the Spring Carnival. Count de Rupi, of course, ran very close second in the Golden Eagle uh, uh, just recently and uh, we are absolutely thrilled that he, he looks like being amongst the nominations for the race. Uh, because it's a quality event and, and you're looking at very, very high uh, uh, quality of racehorses, uh, it restricts the number of local uh, uh, horses that can, can take part because basically what, what Canberra Grange is, it caters in its training facilities and in its racing to uh, the provincial horses, so it's extraordinarily uh, exciting to have the opportunity to, to hold a meeting like the Gong, where we're the standalone meeting. We have a Sydney class uh, uh, field, we've got uh, spring class fields, and on top of the, the nominations for the Gong is the local horse. Yeah, well, Peter Valandis, he's a local product heading up the NRL as chairman, but of course also working with Racing New South Wales in his other gig, and he remembers where he comes from. He pushed the hunter, he pushed the gong, and now he's pushing the development of Kembla Grange, the enhancement of facilities and the growth of it as a horse training hub. We might get you back on in coming weeks, Pete, to talk about plans for Kembla Grange and the way that the turf club is going from leaps from leap, we're going ahead in leaps and bounds. Thank you for your time this morning. We look forward to the build-up to the gong next Saturday and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Matt, can I just make uh, just say that, that if anybody's interested in coming out next Saturday, there are still heaps of general admission tickets available which will allow you into the area that's been developed as the Little Gong, which is a, an area of the race course at about the 200 metres, which is... So fully catered by bars, by food outlets, and by TAB. Uh, if you're thinking of coming out, don't don't let today's cancellation because the weather put you off. Because I'm sure that by the time we get to uh, to the next Saturday, we'll be racing extremely well. Also, very pleasing that I'm I'm uh, on the first uh, of of these shows. Uh, you've got a studio full of mats. <laughs> Absolutely. We need a Peter or two. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that sounds unreal, Pete. I'd, be, I'd love to be at the 200-metre mark. I couldn't think of a better way to watch the race. Little either. gong. That sounds fantastic. Fingers crossed for 30 degrees and sunny next week. A wonderful day's racing. The third million-dollar gong to unfold next Saturday. Pete DeVries, enjoy your weekend. Time for a break afterwards. Matt's Miscellaneous Matter and a special guest joins us on the first Saturday in the gong. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track.
The Bensley Program returns Monday with a full wrap of the weekend's features. Newcastle, Cranbourne, Brisbane and Perth. Plus the latest racing news, like trainer Peter Moody on his new horse, Spanish Mission. He's a great European acquisition for the stables. He's found his way to my yard, which I'm certainly uh, very grateful and humbled by. Bensley, live Monday to Thursday mornings on SEN Track. For Pazload Tools, only Pazload have been number one since 1986. Planning your next adventure? Ensure a smooth, comfortable ride for even the littlest of passengers with help from the team at Wollongong City Hyundai. If extra space ticks your boxes, then check out their most spacious SUV ever, the Palisade. Packed with the latest technology like satellite navigation and driver talk intercom, plus with both seven and eight seats available, no one's left behind. Make sure you're ready for the journey with the team at Wollongong City Hyundai. DL8686. Are you serious about sports and serious about racing? Here's Paul from Bet Deluxe. Bet Deluxe Spring Racing is here. The new home for your online putting charges into the Spring Racing Carnival. So make sure you log in to your betdeluxe.com.au account punters to check out all your comprehensive markets on thoroughbreds, greyhounds, harness racing and sports from around the globe. And if you're hungry for a winner, head to tips.betdeluxe.com.au to watch Inside the barriers every Friday evening with champion Group 1 winning jockey Michael Walker alongside legendary race caller Brian Martin and form analyst Paul Sebastiani. And make sure you download the brand new Bet Deluxe app for a fresh start with plenty of extra value, great odds, quick form, speed maps and much more. Bet Deluxe Spring Racing is here. Gamble responsibly. If gambling comes an issue, call 1-800-858-858. Bet Deluxe. Serious betting for serious punters. Download the app today. The land of the long white cloud, home of thoroughbred champions and the Caracas experience. Caracas' iconic sales has for years unearthed the next generation of racing royalty. From blue blood thoroughbreds to other exceptional types, international buyers converge on Caracas each summer seeking their next champion. Let New Zealand bloodstock open the door to Caracas and experience the passion and expertise of New Zealand's top breeders. The journey begins at Caracas nzb.co.nz Hello home buyers, Greg Alexander here. Buying property is more competitive than ever. So if you're tired of missing out on the properties you want, take a new approach with UPIN. The UPIN property app gives you back the buying power. Pin the property you want and ensure you never miss out knowing on when the property is listed for sale, be it privately or through an agent. UPIN property is available online and via the app. Dream it, find it, UPIN it. UPIN property. That's Y-O-U-P-I-N, U-P-I-N. TazRacing.com.au's Form Plus Pro gives you even more data on all Tasmanian greyhound racing. Your Form Plus Pro account gives you access to free live streaming of every greyhound race in Tasmania, replays and photo finish photos at all angles. You'll also get rated markets, pro form guides, speed maps and more. Subscribe to the ultimate Tasmanian form source today. Form Plus Pro by tazracing.com.au Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Another memorable moment on SEN Track. It was early days on SEN Track and after the Saturday tracks, 
Brookside team and backed row here and at Rose Hill, David Taggart wasn't confident early in the race. He's back last. We'll need a lot of luck, won't we? We're here and box up on the fence, five off the lead last. But then, from nowhere, James McDonald found a way through. Raheran, bang, what a performance! And didn't the trackside team love it? Never in doubt. SEN Track, the new sound of chasing, pacing and racing. You're listening to Saturdays in the Gong on SEN Track. Yes, Saturdays in the Gong coming... Yes, Saturdays in the Gong, coming to you from Wollongong Golf Club on a glorious morning. The golfers are enjoying it, as are we, Matt Campbell, at the Wollongong Golf Club. Thanks to Paul Wakeling Automotive, thanks to Impact Garage Doors, one agency as well. Time for Matt's miscellaneous matter. Now, each week we will come up with some random fact and relate it back to sport somehow. Now, this week, I'll head us off. We know that No Time to Die, the 27th James Bond film, has been released. Can't wait to see it. Ian Fleming, the man who wrote the first 14 Bond books and gave rise to the iconic British spy, he wanted a name for his hero that was very plain, very, uh, some would say, dull. And he couldn't work out what name to use when he looked at his coffee table where he was writing in Jamaica. And on the coffee table was a book Birds of the West Indies, penned in 1936. Guess who the author of Birds of the West Indies was? I'm assuming it was James Bond. James Bond. He looked at that name and he thought, that's plain, that's simple, that's my man. So that's where this iconic British spy came from, the front cover of Birds of the West Indies. Got me thinking, what sports person could fill the role of Daniel Craig as the new James Bond? Now, I went to rugby league and I thought, Ruben Garrick's a stylish sort of bloke yeah, from Jerengong down yeah. here, our neck of the woods, so I'd nominate him. But I suppose my lead contender would be a bloke who has some style, some class, and, and not necessarily uh, a lot of words, but the right sense at the right time. Cam Murray, who plays lock for South Sydney. I can see him in a tux, sipping on Definitely. that shake and not stirred. What about you? Come, give me a nomination from the oh, sporting look, world. Obviously, basketball's my, my forte, so I'll go there. I think Chris Golding, who plays oh, yeah. for the Melbourne United. Like, I think you know the man bun and all those bits and pieces could, could uh, shape up pretty good from a James Bond point of view. Well, our next guest is far too busy to be James Bond. He calls rugby league sensationally on Fox Absolutely. League. He co-hosts and founded... The fan, he has his own breakfast show on 1170 SEN, 6 to 9 each weekday. If you're not listening to that, you're not listening to the right station. His wonderful wife and he, Simone, and and this guest run a candle empire across Australasia. He is busy from 4 o'clock through until 10 o'clock each night. He is indefatigable. There's a likeness with James Bond. Andrew Voss, welcome to Saturdays in the Gong. That's quite an introduction. Uh, let's hope this is the first of a thousand programs. I was just rehearsing in my head there. The name was Russell. Matt Russell. Wouldn't have worked, would it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wouldn't no. have worked. What about the name? The name's Norman. Corey Norman. <laughs> I, I don't know whether he's prominent in the queue to release, uh, replace I don't mind. Daniel Craig. That's pretty good. I don't mind it at all. Well, you are very what kind. About the, na- the name's in... Bennett. The name's Bennett. Wayne Bennett. No, 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 no. Just, anyway, I've run out of ideas. Sorry. No, Mate, I could no see him do it. I could see him doing that though. Like I, he's got that voice for it. He's got the persona. I reckon he can get. He could actually carry it quite well. I can't see anyone but Clint Eastwood when I look at Wayne yeah, Bennett. Certainly true. not no, James true. Bond. But how are you filling in your precious Saturday morning, Andrew? Apart from talking to us. Uh, doing my second lap of washing now. I'm doing the whites at the moment. Uh, now that you asked, Matty, which is great radio. Um, <laughs> 
No, that's, <laughs> was no, waiting for your interview night. so I could go down and do the Saturday morning shopping. Um, <laughs> kids sport was a buy last night. It was the basketball, but we had a buy, so uh, there's no kids mm. sport on this weekend. So, uh, and uh, and then I thought I might do some tax if you really want to know. So uh, there you go. That's, <laughs> that's riveting. That's riveting. I can hear the SEN <laughs> app shutting down around yeah. Australia now. Andrew, this yeah. week, a talking point on your. Breakfast with Vossie morning program was the fact that the bookies had the Dragons at the longest odds mm. to win the Premiership. $51. There are many, many Dragons fans out there and calling into your show. What was their reaction to that news and that newspaper article this week? Not great shock. <laughs> Even some savage, <laughs> some savage uh, reaction saying that that's half the price they should be. Um, so, <laughs> no, there, there's not a lot of love at the moment uh, for the Dragons postseason, I think there's, there's and, and rightly so, there's great disappointment, and you do have to use the the the, um, the scenario, the barbecue post barbecue. It was a it was an awful season, really, an awful end of the season. So nothing's happened between Grand Final day or the Dragons' last match in Round 25 and now to make people suddenly feel like oh, great. You know, the recruitment is okay is okay, but I'm not putting it up there as that's going to turn, you know, the, the Jaden Sewer and George Burgess and those they've picked up, that's going to turn them into where they finish this year, into a top eight side. So I think the Dragons fans probably are just going to chill out until the trials start and then would like to see the Dragons show promise on the field. The young blokes, another off-season under the belt and, and come on. But I think rightly so at the moment. The dust hasn't settled for Dragons fans. They are bitterly disappointed with their side from this year. You mentioned their recruits, Moses Mbai, Jaden Sewer, George Burgess, Moses Suley, Francis Molo, Aaron Woods, Tau Tau Moga, Jack Gajewski. A potpourri of rugby league right there. Give me yep. the name or names of the recruits that most excite you from that list. Well, excite me? Well, I don't know whether it's excite. I've got more hope than absolute certainty that they do. Well, look, look I'd hope Moses Suley turns a corner and becomes an impact player every single week, um, you know, and plays a lot of minutes in a starting side. Potentially, can he do it? Yes. Has he done it? I don't know whether the answer is yes there. You know, I, I, you know, I don't think there's a certainty there. Moses Embai, origin player, you know, or an origin representative. Is he still an origin player? fact of the matter is, no, he's not. You know, he's not. So he's got to reinvent himself at the Dragons. But if he plays to his potential, can be an asset. George Burgess, total unknown quantity. I wish him well. I think it's a fascinating story coming back from the hip resurfacing. Francis Molo got a touch of origin this year, but he hasn't proven himself past being a 30, 35-minute player. Is that the player that's going to turn things around for the Dragons? Jaden Sue is probably, is probably the best pickup, um, and, and, you know, is, a, is a, an enforcer, a quality back rower, but Jaden Sue now needs to take the step with a new club to being a leader. Can he do that? I don't know the answer to that because he yeah, now comes good. in as a star recruit, but he has to lead every single week. But not captain, but needs to lead the, the forward pack, be you know, high up numbers, post-contact meters, all those things. He needs to be an enforcer across 80 minutes.
Yeah, great point, Vossi. I, I agree with you. I think that they've, they've got themselves an opportunity now to really put themselves on that next level stage and they're, and they're going to get that throughout the year and then their consistency is going to be the biggest issue. And Is it a fact that the Dragons have to look at you know what the other clubs at the top end of the scale have done and start to develop those younger guys and put forward a plan that's going to, that, over the next three to five years, have them as a powerhouse in the later and uh, the back end of, of this decade and, and maybe develop a, a rugby league team rather than trying to buy one, put one on the floor and, and hope they win games. Oh, yeah, look, it's a great view of it. And, and, and in theory, it's fantastic. And the signs are there that the Dragons are doing that with a host of young players coming through. But it is proven, um, you know, year in, year out, it is very hard for young players to come into losing teams. You know, there's more pain than success. You know, it's easy for a, a young player to come into a, in, into a Melbourne side they're winning. It is easier for, yeah. like, Sam Walker came through into the ranks of the Roosters, but he's coming into a team, James Tedesco, Jared Warrior, Hargreaves, <laughs> these sort of players around him. It's a lot easier for a young player to come into a winning team. All those young players coming into the Dragon system over the last 12 months, coming into a losing team. So that's then pressure, and, and the baggage of the rest of the team becomes a burden for those younger players. So it can take a little bit longer. But, yeah, I think in principle they're on the right track, and that's where... You know, perhaps someone like a Moses Embi as a signing is a good one in that, no, he's not the star player that perhaps he once was, but it is that off-field influence that, that will be his greatest asset to the side. But other players like Moses Suley and that, you know, they are still proving themselves. As, is, he, you know, is he signed as a leader? No. So it's a bit of a journey for the Dragons. But, gee, I, I, before this interview today, boys, I just went back and reviewed some numbers and... You know, tried to find a link. And Another memorable If I could moment. be as simplistic as this, Dragons need to score one more try a game and concede one more left, and then we'll start talking about their improvement. That's in raw numbers. That If you look at where they stand this season, score one more try a game, concede one less, and then they become a contender. Easier said than done. Well, I look forward to seeing the development of the Fiena brothers, the likes of Jaden Sutherland. Tyrell Sloan, Talatau Amon, maybe they hold the mm. key to scoring that one extra try and stopping the opponents from scoring a try. Vossi, I'm informed that on radio we need to go to ad breaks every now and then to pay the wages of the breakfast host, so we are honoured to have you <laughs> give us some of the time that is so precious to you this morning. Good luck with the washing and the shopping. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.